0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. For today's episode, I'm joined by Rose Bender from the Montana Budget and Policy Center. Rose, how are you doing today? Thank you for coming on the show.
1: I am well. Thank you, Desmond. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. And I do appreciate you reaching out and wanting to be a part of the show. You know, the, the first thing I want to ask you about, if you know, we're going to get into, you know, your report and, you know, the details of this conversation here in a moment. But before all that, I kind of want to get into the Montana Budget and Policy Center. Could you just explain for everyone, like, what exactly it is and what the goals are for the organization?
1: Sure, Um, we are a research and advocacy group. So we work to advance equitable tax, budget, and economic policies at the state level that promote opportunity and fairness for all Montanans. Um, We work on issues related to uh, state tribal relations like tribal language and tax, affordable housing, childcare, healthcare, and economic programs that help families living on low and moderate incomes like our state earned income tax credit.
0: Okay. And and so we're talking today about the history of taxation in Montana. You know, like, what exactly were you looking for, like, as you were going into this report? And then what exactly did you end up finding as you were going through and trying to figure out exactly how the history of taxation has been affecting people in the state?
1: Sure. So this report was inspired by, um, after reading Dorothy Brown's recent book, Whiteness of Wealth, where she looks into federal tax policies and the different differential impacts they have by race. It's a fabulous book, and after reading it, I was wondering what a similar study of our state tax system would look like. And this report doesn't even close to cover the kind of research that Brown did in her study, but I was able to dig into a handful of Montana's tax policies, their history, and the relationships to tax policy history in other states, and uh, impacts across race and income also.
0: Okay, so actually, now that when you bring up that book, could you actually tell me a little bit more about that book in general? Like, like you're saying that it was like kind of like an inspiration for, for what you were doing with your reporting here. What did you read in that book that kind of kind of got the gears turning a little bit to make you look within our own state?
1: Sure. Well, Dorothy Brown um, digs into some policies. Dorothy Brown is an attorney um, filing her parents' tax returns and notices how much her parents are paying in tax um, compared to her looking at income levels. And right. uh, um, the issue that she ends up beginning to dig into is the married filing separately issue at the federal level. Um, this issue is interesting uh, to me because in Montana, we actually don't follow this provision, right? We've um, allowed folks married to file separately on the same form,
0: okay? Um,
1: which is actually a wonderful policy. And that was changed with Senate Bill 399 that was passed last session. But um because of how they put income levels into the new proposal still people merely married filing people will be able to still get the same treatment filing married as not filing married but anyway
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) so you know when we were speaking prior to this you know you had mentioned that you know one of the things that you kept finding you know across the board were like a regressive taxes you know, that were being implemented on different Montanans here. Could you just, for for a of like clarification, can you talk about what exactly a regressive tax is and why it is or is not a good thing?
1: Sure. So um, a regressive tax is one in which folks living on lower incomes are paying a higher share of their income in state and local taxes um, or whatever kind of taxes you're looking at than higher income people. So um, like a sales tax, for example, is regressive because, Everyone's buying the same jug of milk. If there's a tax on milk, they're paying the same tax rate. But people with lower incomes have less money than people with higher incomes, so they're paying a larger share of their incomes in that tax. Um, So there's regressive taxes, there's proportional tax system, and then there's progressive tax system. Regressive would be those on the lower incomes pay a higher share. Those on the higher incomes pay a lower share of their incomes and taxes. Proportional would be everybody pays the same share of their income in taxes. And, um, um obviously, progressive, we progressive <laughs> yeah. would be that higher income people pay a higher share of their income in taxes. Um, so regressive taxes obviously are not what we believe is fair, but any tax provides revenue that allows us to collectively provide services that our communities need, like public schools, roads and bridges, infrastructure. So yes, um, taxes are beneficial, but ideally a tax system would be either would be progressive so that folks with more incomes would be paying a higher share than those with less.
0: Right. And, And like through your finding, did you find that Montana had quite a few different regressive taxes? Is that what you came across?
1: Montana does have a regressive tax system overall, if you look at all state and local taxes. Um, And a lot of the research I've done in in state and local tax system and regressivity and progressivity of state tax system is models done by the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy. Mm -hmm. Um, So most states have regressive tax systems um, that said, Montana's is less regressive than some states because of our lack of a statewide sales tax and sales tax being very regressive tax systems. Um, our property tax system is still very regressive, especially with rent flowing through, um, to pay property taxes. So we still have a regressive system. Yeah.
0: You know, when it comes to the system, like overall, you know, you're going through your report, you're going through figuring out how taxes are affecting different people. Like, what is something that people might not be aware of, like in regards to the tax system here in the state that you think that more people should be aware of?
1: Um, well, over the past few decades, almost all major tax reforms passed in Montana have shrunk Montana's tax base or the amount of income that is subject to taxation and and have also disproportionately benefited wealthier Montanans over the rest of us. So, um, this includes all major reforms that have gone into effect since the last session, And I know we're going to see more proposals coming that are going to be tax cuts for wealthy folks and businesses. Uh, This is we're going in the wrong direction. The IRS just came out with um, some analysis of of the fastest growing income groups in this country and millionaires are the fastest growing income group in this country. And at the same time, they're paying less and less in taxes where the rest of us are having to make up the rest. It's just we're going in the wrong direction.
0: When you were going through this, was there like a particular like statistic or fact that you came across that like caught your attention? I guess above everything else, as you were like parsing the numbers.
1: Um. Well, people living on the lowest incomes in Montana, who are disproportionately Black, Indigenous, and people of color, pay twenty-two percent, twenty-two percent more of every dollar in state and local taxes than the wealthiest Montanans.
0: Oh. Uh, you know, there there is, there's is quite a few different things that are, you know, going on here with the tax system. You know, I know that we always kind of like talk about this, like on a national level, but we hardly ever really kind of look at it from like a state to state perspective. So it's it's definitely always a little eye popping when you hear numbers like that, just hearing that certain people of certain, of certain races are paying like just that much more money than some of the wealthiest, like white people, like within the States. But, you know, there is definitely more, I want to talk to you about whether or not the the tax code itself might have some like racist undertones to it or what other things might be going on with the tax system. But before we do all of that, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have more with our guest Rose. Please stay tuned.
2: Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West, and you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? well then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode bathing beauties beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown missoula whether it's seed beads semi-precious stones vintage beads or just materials to make a project they have something for every person and every price range not from missoula don't worry they have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you whether you're a beginner or a pro they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality you can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code independentthought at checkout to save 15% on your order.
0: Welcome back from the break everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through this episode of Independent Thought. So, before we went on to the break, you know, we're talking about the different ways that, you know, like tax policies are affecting people in Montana, regressive versus proportional versus progressive. And the whole like reason that you were doing this in the first place, so you were trying to figure out how taxation was affecting people of color versus, you know, like, I guess, white people here in the state. So as you were doing that, and you were going through the different like archives in history back into the early 1900s, the late 1800s, so on, did you find any evidence of like a certain person saying like something I guess like racist or what have you like on record and then that same person you know person in power in the legislature, passing some kind of policy that was disproportionately affecting people of color did you find anything like that going through this report.
1: Uh, so when launching into this research pro- process I imagined reading through hearings and finding shocking statements to go along with the regressive tax policies. Um, However, really old legislative records don't have the kind of detail from committee hearings as more recent records. So I was able to focus the report more on the impact of the past policies than the direct intention of the legislators passing the policies. Um, That said, I did find examples of policies that certainly had things that would have been bad to read including like laundry taxes, targeting only Chinese men or, um, but anyway, the commit, the records don't allow that to be exactly
0: found in the way that I was hoping. So when you're talking about this subject in particular, you know, was there, I guess, like a reason why this subject came up like right now, as you were going in trying to figure out, you know, just like, again, trying to focus on this particular subject Uh, why did this subject come up now as opposed to maybe like at another time?
1: Well, as I mentioned, um, I was initially inspired by Dorothy Brown's book. Um, but there's also just, um, an outlay now of, of more information coming out, looking at taxes by race and, and from this information we're seeing, um, some reports coming out in other states, Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, their analysis of state and local tax systems are showing um, incidents by race, not just by income levels. Um, so it's interesting as a tax policy person to be able to launch into values-based language, how our tax system is impact- impacting people and why, and whether that's good or bad, rather than just the dry numbers. Right. And on a more personal level, when I was reading Dorothy Brown's book, the the particular provision that she kind of launches into initially is um, this married filing separately provision in federal tax code, which essentially um, was passed a long, long time ago um, by white men in power who were very wealthy and had stay-at-home wives, right? Um, And this provision allows essentially um, a very large earner who has one income to pay lower tax rates than two earners making similar amounts of income who also have to pay for childcare and whatnot. Um, And as a woman in a middle-class two-earner household, I may be white, but I really felt a connection to that. That isn't fair. That isn't fair that I have to pay a higher tax rate um, than this white dude who has a stay-at-home wife. Um, So, So there's, there's a connection there too, personally.
0: Okay. And, you know, I kind of want to stick with that theme because, you know, when it comes to, you know, different reasons why, why people do what they do, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like all the different reasons that led into me wanting to do those podcasts, for instance, you know, and how different instances in my life, particularly like led me to doing this job. Uh, For you, working at the Montana Budget and Policy Center, constantly looking through how these different things are affecting people across the state, like what specifically led you to wanting to do this job and and why is it important to you?
1: Well, um, that's a great question. Uh, So I um, I always wanted to... Uh, do something that made the world a better place. I know that sounds maybe kind of cheesy, but it's true. And um, I studied economics because I liked numbers and I liked social sciences and because of the impact on people and began my career as a community organizer. Uh, but after having a kid, I found the schedules of a community organizer to be somewhat impossible. Um, so with my economics background, I took a job with the Department of Revenue as a tax policy analyst and was able to really dig into how the tax system works. Um, but Montana budget and policy center, um, as a mission-based organization has allowed me to take that tax expertise and to actually look at how policies impact people. And, um, and that's important to me. I mean, it's, um, growing up in Montana and, and, and not a wealthy person, like it's, it's important to me that our, tax system and also just system as a whole is not disenfranchising groups of people over others. The IRS just put out data showing the largest growing income groups in the country, and it's millionaires, right? So the wealthy right. are getting wealthier while the rest of us, housing prices are increasing, people can't afford child care. Um, we're slipping backwards.
0: Absolutely. I, I think there's no real... You know, speaking to the opposite of that, you know, it is concerning to see the different inequities, you know, in our tax system and actually concentrating further on that. You know, we're talking about the inequities in our tax system. Is this something that you feel needs to be talked about more in our national discourse? And if so, why?
1: I certainly, I think it needs to be talked about more. Um, I think you hear the word tax and it turns you off. I mean, I even I. Um, I, when I worked at the Department of Revenue, like people talking about tax, like, oh, I don't want to talk about tax. It's boring, right? I talk about that all day. But it's, I mean, there are things that are boring about it, but the impact on people is not boring. How this affects everyone's pocketbook is not boring. How many How much food you can afford to bring home to your family is not boring, right? Like that's all really important. And I think um, the more people know about our tax system and how it connects to all those other things, the more they will advocate for policies that benefit themselves. And also, it's not just not, I mean, people know how taxes impact their pocketbook. No one knows their pocketbook better than themselves, but it's just we're in a system where the laws, the tax laws are made by a group of people who know tax laws and speak in a language that is inaccessible to the rest of us. And that needs
0: to change. Well said, I could not agree more. And I think that that level of clarity does need to be a little, it 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 needs to be more at the forefront than it currently is. When people talk about taxes in, in our current day and age, it feels as though it's always spoken in a way where the average person just doesn't understand exactly what the conversation is really getting at, other than all other than we all just know that it's not working for us, right? You know, people, you know, they say that the rich have to pay more taxes, but yet we find that, you know, time and time again, their effective tax rate is much lower than the average person who's in the middle class or or below that. And, and so, kind of coming to the end here, like what is a key takeaway that you have? You know, like from this report that you want really to like drive home for people who might be reading it in the future or listening to this episode?
1: Well, our tax system relies more on families on lower incomes who are disproportionately Black, Indigenous, and people of color. This is wrong. There's many things Montanans can do to help make this better. Montana needs to reinstate a top income tax bracket, even rework the individual income tax to look more like it's structured prior than to the to prior um, than like the 2003 changes, because those changes preferentially benefited wealthy white Montanans. Montanans should repeal many racist tax exemptions and credits throughout the tax code, including the school contribution credits, capital gains tax credit, mortgage interest deduction, because these tax breaks help those with wealth who are disproportionately white. And moving forward, the 2023 legislature should not cut taxes for the wealthy and exacerbate these existing problems. If they want to cut taxes for people, invest in Montana families with property tax credits and expanded earned income tax credit or state child tax credit.
0: Okay. Rose, thank you so much again for coming on the show today. I really do appreciate it. You know, where can people, you know, find out more about like your report and more about the Budget and Policy Center online? Um.
1: Thanks for asking. Uh, Our website is montanabudget.org. We're also on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook um, at Montana Budget. And um, this report on the racist roots of Montana's tax code is forthcoming. We're also going to be coming out with a report um, talking about ways, um, tax cuts for Montana's families, um, which include like property tax credits, earned income tax credit
0: and state tax credits. Perfect. For those who are interested, those links will be in the episode description. So go ahead and just click in there now and you will see those links. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode or watching this episode on YouTube. Please go ahead and share this on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tag Independent Thought. Thank you again to everyone. We will see you in the next episode.